0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Welcome back into The Drive on 6th and Sports Radio, 6th and Sports.com and The Odyssey. App. My name is Karenton Harrison. I'm very happy to be here. Peter King wrote his final football morning in America today. He announced that he is retiring. This is important because, number one, he was a regular guest this year. So was very disappointed to know that we won't have him back next season as he transitions to the next phase of his life. But I remember one of the final conversations that I had with Therese Paylor was I told him, that I would rank writers that cover football. Peter King won. I told him I thought Dan Wetzel was number two, and I told him that I thought he was number three. And we were kind of going back and forth about it, and I told him, you know, hey, eventually, like you were going to have the access to players the way that Peter King does. And I think we saw this in Therese's career, I don't think maybe, Rob, the average fan sort of understands how hard it is to have access to players. Now, I'm sure there was a time where it was a lot easier to have that access now, but it is not very easy to get access to certain players and to sort of be in the know about what they're thinking, so to speak. And I think what made Therese very unique And what Peter King, I think, is the best at is, if you've seen the video of it, it is literally after the Super Bowl. The Chiefs have just won the Super Bowl. And it is Andy Reid and Peter King. And they are sitting in an office together. And they are going over the play call in a way that Andy Reid would not do with 99.9% of journalists. Just, you don't know them, the trust, the access, any of those things. And at least for me, I started to look at the business a lot different. I don't know if I ever told you this before, Rob, but I went to the combine when the Chiefs had the number one overall pick, when they picked Eric Fisher. And, man, I was in there. I was excited. I was like, man, the Chiefs got the number one overall pick. All these people are going to want to talk to me because the Chiefs, you know, you go in there with a mindset. You know, I'm young when this happened. And... I saw how information gets shared in the NFL in person. You could see like the hierarchy of sort of where you are in the business, where you are in the profession, and you could just see it. And you could see how people trust Peter King, how people like Peter King, and why people talk to him. And there is going to be a void now in media coverage and the way the NFL is consumed and discussed because Peter King made this decision today to step down. Now, I certainly think there are a lot of other avenues and there's certainly a lot of other people. But I was thinking a lot about Therese as I was reading his article and just thinking like this is the kind of stuff I think Therese was poised to do and I think that he was going to do. Once he left the star and he took the jump to go to Yahoo, like you could just see that Therese's profile was starting to grow and starting to grow. And Therese had a chance to be really good at covering the NFL for a really, really long time. And I told him this when he was alive. I said, I think you can be Peter King one day. Like, I think you can be the guy that when, when Patrick Mahomes retires, he sits down and does his long interview and he only does it with you. Somebody gets that interview when it's over, you know? Somebody gets the long sit down. Mahomes sits there and tells you stories and you go back and forth. It's a very, very small group of people that are in a position to do those kind of things. And I thought Torres was one of those people. And today I was thinking a lot about that with Peter King making the announcement that he was choosing to retire and that he is not going to write his column anymore.
2: First and foremost, Peter King, as far as his ability to write is sensational. Like, we were reading his article today where he was walking away and the entire time you kept uttering, he is good at this. And I was smiling and laughing. because I had read it this morning and I was like, yeah, if Peter King wanted to, he could keep doing it. But you know what? He wants to walk away, spend time more time, the family, wh- whatever the reasons good for him. Peter King was the voice of what multiple generations of the NFL. I'm going we were probably 10, 13, 14, 15 Carrington. This was before the renovation era. It's like, Before 07, that's probably 030405. I was at a game at Arrowhead and they had, you know, the, the light board. It wasn't a true jumbotron at the time. The side light board, it said Peter King picks the Chiefs because he trusts the crazies at Arrowhead. And people went nuts when they read that. That was 0203 that he was talking about the NFL on that level. He's been doing it at that level for 20 plus years he talks to Andy Reid after the Super Bowl about corn dog. There's that video from this year. Where he's like, take me through the play name from a Cole Hardman. And as Reid is telling him, he pauses and goes, hey, wait, wait, why do you call it that? And Reed goes, oh, it's because the 12's in motion or that whatever the reason. And he just smiles, nods, and writes his article and walks away. He was on this show and said after the Germany game, he was just sitting in the office with Matt Nagy and Andy Reid talking about the problems with the offense. Matt Nagy and Andy Reid don't let anyone else just sit in the office after a game. Aaron Ladd covers most games for KSHB 41. He's never just in the office palling around with the guys. Like, there is going to be a void in football because Peter King is no longer part of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm hopeful that a guy like Albert Breer maybe takes that mantle. I mean, there's a couple of people that I think are potentially in line to do this. It just takes a lot of time to get to the point where you are trusted enough, respected enough, people look at you in a way that you can have the access that Peter King had uh, in the National Football League. So congratulations to him. Was very happy for him to retire out on his own terms and also just disappointed as someone who had great respect for his work and as someone who was a guest on the show. So I do want to read to you there were two, I would say, worthwhile notes in his final article today. Because a lot of it was, hey, this is my last article. These are my top memories, my top stories a lot of it was that. There were two really interesting notes in there. The first one was, quote, I suppose the Bears are going to trade the top pick. I know nothing, but that just seems to be the way that the wind is blowing. What I say, The Bears could keep Justin Fields and should trade the first pick down once or twice and build the kind of supporting cast that a team really needs to contend. Suppose GM Ryan Poles trades the top pick down one spot to Washington, who would take Caleb Williams. They would get the second pick in return, a second round pick and also a 2025 first round pick in return. Then suppose that Polds trades down from the second pick to Atlanta at eight, and the Falcons pick another one of the quarterbacks. In return, Chicago gets the eighth pick, Atlanta's second round pick, first and second pick next year. Imagine from moving from one to eight and ending up with that draft haul. All of that sounds really good. And I don't think that that is necessarily a bad plan if you are Chicago. I'm telling you this much you missed. When you have the chance, you had a chance to get the long-term answer at quarterback. You had the number three overall pick, and you chose Mitch Trubisky over to Sean Watson and Patrick Mahomes. You then had another opportunity. You had the number one overall pick. You had a chance to get C.J. Stroud, who looks like he has a chance to be a superstar in this league. You passed on C.J. Stroud. If you do this this third time, boy, you better not be wrong. Because if you're going to, if let's say you do exactly what Peter King said and you go from one to eight, that means you don't think Caleb Williams is going to be a star. You don't think that Drake may is going to be a star. You don't think that Jaden Daniels is going to be a star. And is there another quarterback that we think goes from one to eight in that range out of those three? I'd be a little bit surprised if Bo Nix was the sixth overall pick in this year's NFL draft. But I guess nothing is crazy, especially at the quarterback situation. You just cannot miss. You cannot be wrong if this is the decision that you are going to make if you're the Chicago Bears. And if you're Ryan Poles, I hope that you know that if this doesn't work, you will be fired, and you will never get another general manager opportunity. <laughs> never. Not once. No team will ever hire you again to be a general manager. So, hey, if, if you feel that strongly about it, it is your job. It is your decision alone. I think you have to draft Caleb Williams if you're the Bears. I think you have to. We have seen 40 starts of Justin Fields. I have no reason to think that Justin Fields can be a star in this league. There's a chance that Caleb is. There's a chance. I think you got to take that chance if you're. I don't think you ever regret drafting Caleb Williams. Maybe you miss, right? Teams miss all the time. I don't know if you regret it. I think there is a chance that you regret trading the number one overall pick. And if you're going to go from one to eight, like you were passing up on a lot of elite high-end prospects. Hell, if you're going to do a trade out of one, pick up the additional first-round pick and take who you think the best wide receiver is then. Cause there's a couple of kids at wide receiver. I mean, I think there's three and there's probably gonna be three picked in the top 10. All three of them have a chance to be stars in the national football league. I don't think you can do this. If you're the bears, I thought this was very interesting from Peter King quote. I suppose the bears are going to trade the top pick. I know nothing, but that just seems to be the way the wind is blowing. He can say, I don't know nothing. That might be him saying, I don't have confirmation on it, but Peter King does not type that in for his last paper. If it's just complete nonsense and completely random, it is a strong hunch. I'm willing to say, given how plugged in he is in the league. And even in a final send off, he knows, Hey, this is the number one story this off season. And I'm not going to be a part of it. I still want you guys to know where I stand on this. I think the bears are trading the pick. I think it would be a mistake to trade the number one overall pick. I agree for all the reasons you
2: said, and you know, I'm a giant Caleb Williams guy. I was saying it, This summer, I think I told, I think you were gone. I told Dusty, I'm like, Caleb Williams is going to be a star in the NFL. I would rather have him than anyone in last year's quarterback crop. And CJ Stroud was very good. I'd rather have Caleb Williams. One thing that is not being factored in there is if you're going to do this trade out of the number one pick deal, you're going to have to give Justin Fields a contract extension. Because Justin Fields with all this bevy weapon and all these picks to rebuild and all this is going to start getting expensive. Because he just finished, what, his third year? You're going to have to pick up his fifth-year option, probably get him another contract. What's better in the NFL, Carrington, having a dynamic rookie quarterback on the rookie deal or having a good quarterback, we'll call him good, on an expensive deal? 100 times out of 100, GMs will tell you, I'd rather have the rookie quarterback because of the rookie contract, and I want them playing to exceed the value. Just financially, it makes no sense for the Bears to then say, hey, we're going to do everything we can for Justin Fields, who's what? At best, the 12th best quarterback in the NFL, that would be beyond foolish. And also in that Peter King plan, you're not getting Marvin Harrison Jr. at eight. So you're passing on the best quarterback and the best other player in the draft in that world. You're trading down twice to get Peter Skronsky and Rome Adunzi, who I think is pretty good, but he's not Marvin Harrison Jr. Ryan Poles will run out of town. You have to take Caleb Williams.
1: Someone said this could be a leverage move to get more for fields. I mean, at this point, I think we know what Justin Fields is worth. Justin Fields is worth a second round pick. I mean, the Bears can play the leverage move and try to get more out of him. I don't really think that. I don't think that fields. I think he has value. I don't think you can play yourself if you are the Bears on what the value is for him as a player. I don't think you can play yourself. I take my second round pick. You've got two top 10 picks if you're the Bears. I draft Caleb Williams. I go best available with the ninth overall pick. You also can probably move up in the draft if you really want to from nine with the assets that you get if you feel really inclined to. And that that's what I would do if I'm the Bears, but they're also the Bears, and they're allergic to great offensive skill position players. They've never been dynamic offensively in our entire life, and this decision will probably lead them in that exact same direction. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.